Want to just lead? Sonia McDonald will take you on a journey on inspiration and courage. Sonia and her guests will inspire you to be truly kind, courageous and just lead. Hello everyone, it's Sonia McDonald here and welcome to our podcast this afternoon or today or the morning or tonight, whenever you're listening to this podcast where I'm interviewing remarkable leaders and also, as you know, our finalists in our Outstanding Leadership Awards. And today, I'm going to get you to introduce yourself today, Tanya, because I'm a great believer in, I always find it really weird. Like for me, when someone introduces me and says, oh, Sonny McDonald is blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, no, actually, oh. It kind of like, <laughs> I find when people share their own stories and their own kind of backgrounds. Um, but I know Tanya really well really, really well. Uh, she's got an incredible company called Girl Shaped Flames and she's doing some incredible, amazing, brilliant work around empowering girls and, and in women as well of all ages. And and I have uh, done some work with her and, and she's just got the most beautiful heart and she's really passionate, committed to what she's doing with Girl Shaped Flames. So tell us, well, tell us about yourself and how you got to where you got to today. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on this. I'm really incredibly honoured. Well, I guess I'm Tanya Meesman. I'm the founder of social enterprise Girl Shaped Flames, which is based uh, here in Brisbane, Queensland. And I'm a Queenslander through and through, but I did duck out of here as fast as I could after university to go and see the big big bright lights of cities. Um, And I guess what brought me to uh, launching Girl Shaped Flames after what was close to a 20-year career across first communications in advertising and marketing and then film production as a film producer, was um, I'd just seen a really big shift in confidence levels and self-belief within girls and women uh, in recent years, more so than I had ever historically before. And that was becoming apparent to me as I was considering a career shift anyway. Uh, but certainly in a couple of key girls that I was mentoring at the time. And I was just very concerned that there was a real lack of courage and risk-taking and um, believing in this themselves and their own abilities. And I, I knew that the work that I had done with them as a bit of a mentor and a coach and I guess a, a leader sort of leading by example as, as their manager, I knew that that had had an impact and I felt like perhaps maybe I could impact some more Um, but the key with Girl Shaped Flames, particularly when I started it, was about um, really uh, capturing the power of all women out there that are role models, Um, and we call them extraordinary women at Girl Shaped Flames, which is all women who have anything that they can teach or pass on to the younger generation. So um, what I did was I I took my own knowledge and expertise and I, I brought in loads of other women and yourself included. You were part of the launch suite of events that we had at the powerhouse three years ago um, as one of our very first speakers, the girls. And then from then it's just been three years of amazing, really rewarding experiences working with the girls, but then also getting to meet hundreds and hundreds of fantastic women um, who have also had opportunities to, to impact the girls' lives. So yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. So where are you taking this? Like where are you going to take this amazing social enterprise? What's kind of your vision for it? Well, the vision is certainly, and I, I'm never shy to, to talk about it, is um, I want to develop 
the most confident, self-assured and empowered generation of teenage girls that Australia has ever seen. And I used to say just Australia, but actually with what's happened recently and some of the online pivoting, I now have, um, we have our Raising Girl Shape Flames Facebook group and um, which is growing fast of parents of girls under the age of 18. And I now have um, women on there, mums on there from um, Spain and the UK and the States. So if I can help develop or play some significant part in developing the most confident, self-assured and empowered generation of girls that the world has ever seen, then I'm happy to put that stake on the ground. That's really cool. I could definitely <laughs> see you taking it globally. <laughs> I, I hope so. Well, I mean, I the, mean, the premises, like, the yeah. premises um, is is a global shared premise. You know, all all it's it's proven through the research and statistics that um, globally, teenage girls in particular suffer from a significant drop in confidence from the time they're hitting eleven or twelve years old. Um, it drops by about thirty percent by the time they hit fifteen, and that's globally. That's everywhere. So I don't see why Girl Shape Flames couldn't play a role in, in girls' lives from around the world. Yeah, it's pretty awesome what you're doing. So, you know, I'm pretty passionate about it because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously leadership for our future generations. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons why I'm doing the awards is mm. to show our future generations the power of being kind and courageous and mm. that you can be strong as a leader and still be courageous and you can still be courageous as a leader and, you yeah. know, you know show fear as well, but it's all about yeah. kindness and courage. So, so, so tell me about leadership. I mean, <laughs> obviously you were nominated for the awards because mm. of your leadership, but what does leadership mean to you? Well, this was an interesting one because when I was nominated, part of me was a bit taken aback because I thought, oh, I don't run a very big ship. I don't know who I'm leading exactly. And it wasn't until I had a few conversations that it was pointed out to me that in fact, being the conduit between our young generation and all of these extraordinary women and being the one to provide loads of women and men we've had involved as well, but predominantly women, the opportunity to come in and shape some of these girls' lives in and it's, is in itself, I guess, an act of leadership in some ways. There are a lot of women out there who I've met over the years, hundreds now, who say, oh, gosh, I'd love to do something and I don't know what. So then I sort of figure out what they could do and I, I set it up for them and I get them out there and, so part of me went, oh, okay, I can see how that's, that's, that's leadership. And to the girls, I certainly do. Um, my intention is always to provide good role modelling, mm-hmm. um, to show them, you know, I, I'm very honest about my life and very honest about the good bits and the, and the not-so-good bits. Um, so I do like to provide that for the girls. Historically, my understanding of leadership was a lot more traditional. It was a lot more hierarchical. You know, I grew up with the understanding of leadership being the person at the top as the leader. And then it wasn't until I probably got into um, into more smaller organisations and I started to see flatter structures that I came to understand that leadership really came from empowerment and leadership came from being able to maximise everyone else's ability to to work and achieve and be fulfilled. And um, that, you know, in recent years, say five, six years ago, my understanding of leadership really shifted. And that's something that I have tried to hold on to as I've moved forward. And and I have team members who are usually on a freelancer or or a volunteer basis, but I do try to always keep in mind that aspect of empowerment as a leader, as opposed to um, instruction and direction as a leader. 
Yeah, I think once you have that mind, like start to kind of open up your mind that leadership isn't a role or title, mm. that it's actually a mindset and an mm. attitude. I mean, you're leading every day in mm. terms of, especially as a mum. Yes. Because uh, I know you've got two beautiful <laughs> boys and also around Girl Shaped Flames and mm. how you're empowering so many people around the world. Uh, yeah. That's leadership. And yeah. And now... Exactly. And now we've got a slight shift happening in the business in light of what's happened recently where I'm paying a lot more attention and time with parents. And so it's also put me in a position of having to be and and wanting to be a leader in the parenting space to be able to help parents understand how can they be parenting their daughters in ways that are going to promote courage and courageous living and um, you know, leadership skills and qualities and so on and so forth. So it's a new space for me, uh, but I certainly feel the responsibility of, of being able to empower them to then go and be the ones that are actually making the difference in their own daughters' lives. I mean, what would you, so what would you say to your younger self? Like looking at the work that you do now yeah. and saying that, you know, during your teenage years, confidence seems to drop. I mean, if you could go back in time and say something to younger self, I mean, what, you, what sort of guidance would you give her? Look, with my younger self, you know, I talk a lot to the girls today about the fact that the way I developed into quite a strong and confident and courageous person in general was because I spent a lot of time in my youth working on that. I I tried lots of different things. I, I got out of my comfort zone. And that was that comes a lot down to how I was parented. I was I was very much encouraged to um to take chances and try new things and have part-time jobs and try all the sports and all those kinds of things. So I put in a lot of effort. I think um I think one thing I had to be careful of when I was younger that I'd probably go back and tap myself on the shoulder about was maybe getting slightly um a bit too confident in times like sometimes I when you're younger you want to be heard and sometimes you you can go about that the wrong way and in fact I learned a very important lesson um in that when I was going for school captain and I thought it was pretty in the bag because I I had really good grades the teachers really liked me and I had a great group of friends and I sort of felt like maybe I would be one of the four and then I we were having this brainstorm at the leadership camp thing when we were grade 11 and we had to put up words that defined leadership and things like that. And I, at the time, and everyone listening to this is so going to cringe, but at the time I went, I went up to the board and I wrote um, the ability to manipulate. Now that's not a word we actually really want to associate with leadership, but what I meant was the ability to positively influence an outcome. I was like, you want to be able to see the big picture and you want to be able to, you know, manoeuvre people in the direction of their strengths and stuff so that we can achieve whatever we need to achieve. But I used the word manipulate. And I ended up in this stand-up argument with this one, someone who's actually one of my best friends and to this day remains one of my best friends about the word manipulate. And I would not back down, even though I now in hindsight realise how wrong I was. And that was where I was just, I was so confident. I was so determined in my, in my point that I just wouldn't back down. So I think if I went back to my 15 year old self or at the time she was 16, I would say, um, you kind of need to, you need to learn when to pull back a little bit and you need to, um, know where that line is between being confident and being courageous and then just being a bit of a bull in a china shop when you think that you've got it right. 
<laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good example because I do see a lot of leaders today, it's around their way, like you need to listen to what I have to say. Mm, mm. They do a lot more talking than listening. So sometimes mm. I think it, as a leader you need to step back and listen to other people in the room and then go, okay, this is what, you know, mm. my, what I think. And mm. um, I look at even when I use the word influencing and in coaching and training, people do look at me and go, isn't that the same as manipulation? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, some people might think it's the same. Um, I'm sure there's like a little bit of a <laughs> topsy-turvy around like yeah. which word, but, and I have seen leaders absolutely manipulate. But, I mean, leadership is about influencing. And Well, that's it. That's it. And at the time, I think it was more, it was also my behaviour in the moment because I wasn't, to, be, to have been a good leader of that group, I would have had to have also had the, um, you know, the humility to be able to yeah. sit and let them have their argument with me yeah but I think that was something that I and I, I just I really really wanted it and then I didn't get it but then ironically no I did not get it but my best friend who had the argument with me she did <laughs> and so but I did go on to actually become the mayor of the junior Livingston Shire Council during my senior year oh, that's so brilliant. I managed to go and like manipulate some of that <laughs> That is so got us cool. a skate park. Got us a few other things while I was there. Oh well, that can you got to skate? <laughs> skate, but that's still making a difference. So yeah, you need to. Uh, I must send you the article. Uh, uh, it's a book called uh, Level Five Leadership. Uh-huh. And it's around the best leaders are the ones that have willpower, but they uh-huh. also have humility. So yes. you having the hill, willpower, I think, is such a massive strength. Yes. And you do have the, lots of humility. So I've learned, I have yes. learned the moments I need to have you more humility. <laughs> yes, it's really, it's a superpower. So, so how are you feeling about? I mean, obviously, you know, as you know, you're a, you're an incredible finalist in our awards. Mm. You're a finalist in the Creators Leader of the year, which I think is very fitting. I mean, how are you feeling about all that? Well, look, just as you just said about feeling like it's fitting, not to be, uh, not that I deserve to be nominated and I will finalist and all the rest of it, but I mean that if there's anything that I feel like I have been through in the last three years in um, taking the the leap to Star Girl Shape Flames and then, and I started it when I was four months pregnant and I actually, um, you know, my son was born the same day my website launched and opened up bookings to 16 events I'd planned at the powerhouse. And my first day on stage with Stephanie Rice, Toby was 10 weeks old and I was still breastfeeding and stuff. So, you know, my two and a, he's now nearly three and he's been raised alongside Girl Shape Flames this whole time. So as far as courageous leadership goes, you know, I'd never run my own business before. I'd sworn off it, in fact, ever wanting to. I had... Um, I put a lot of money into developing the business um, and it's been an uphill sort of struggle struggle the whole way through. I am not a parent of a teenage girl, so I struggle with imposter syndrome fairly constantly, except for ironically when I'm with the girls because I get on with them so well and, Mm. and I see the impact I have on them that I feel really comfortable. So the courageous leadership, um, you know, finalist position is, is actually really special to me because it feels like it's a recognition of someone who is generally a a relatively capable person. I've had a good career. Mm. I've always been quite skilled at what I do, but this just took me so far out my comfort zone. Um, and, and the fact that I've solved it out 
for three years and I'm continuing to do so during, um, you know, COVID, which we're fundamentally an events company. So COVID has had a very interesting effect on the future of Gomshek Plains. So I'm really honoured and it's been a really um, important reflection for me and, and it gave me the opportunity to take a moment and look back on the years, the recent years, and instead of being stressed about them because you're always stressed about like money and growth and all the rest of it, I managed to actually take a moment and go, I'm really proud of, I'm so proud of what I've done. I'm really proud of mm. the impact I'm making and I'm proud that whenever I come up against something that is new to me and I have to figure it out, that I keep saying yes and I keep just pushing forward. So so it really means a lot and it's been really quite a powerful um, opportunity for me personally to sort of reflect. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's really wonderful. I mean, and I, the thing is I think you also need to, and I don't know if you're aware of this, obviously, I mean, the people that nominated you, I know them and they're amazing, but you had a few people that wanted to nominate you. So, <laughs> yes, so it was kind of like it uh, wasn't just uh, one person. So that oh, was pretty nice cool. Idea. So yeah. when I was told that someone with this particular person was nominating you, I was like, oh, okay, excellent. All right, well, <laughs> need to tell someone else not to nominate you. Well, not that that would have been an issue. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so... This is a question that we've been asking everyone on the podcast because I mm-hmm. think uh, kindness is also about uh, asking people, f- if, you know, for help and asking people how we can help each other. Mm-hmm. But I, I know that we uh, worked together many years ago mm-hmm. and especially when you started. I remember when you had your beautiful baby mm-hmm. and I was holding him in his hands. He's super yeah. cute. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know that we were there helping you a lot a few years ago, but is there anything we can do to help you today? Like, is there anything that McDonald Inc. or Leadership HQ, I know that we're out there promoting everyone and the awards, but is there anything that we can do to help you? Um, right now, for me, it's about... Or um, anyone out there that's listening, ask, yeah, is there anyone, anything? To be honest, what I'm trying to do at the moment, and, and I said this in, in one of our regular emails that goes out a couple of weeks ago, that one of the epiphanies I had when COVID happened um, was that I had been running at this huge, enormous, um, I said it before about wanting to create the most empowered and confident generation of girls we've ever seen. Mm. That's a huge, there's nearly a million teenage girls in Australia alone, let alone the rest of the world. Yeah. So that's a pretty huge undertaking. And I'm stubborn as all get out. And so I was determined I was going to do it virtually on my own, except for a few team members. And I had a real epiphany. And I don't say that. I mean, hundreds of women have been involved over the last few years and I could not have done it without them as well. But, you know, as far as the ones sitting in the office, it's kind of just me grunting at it. But I had this epiphany and I wrote this email to all of our our people who are on our email list. So people listening, get onto our email list. And I said, I'm trying to do this thing and it's really big and it's really important but I can't do it by myself. So all the parents out there of any girls under the age of 18, I'm recruiting you to come and help Girl Shape Flame to do that. And the way you do that, you come and join our Facebook group. It's a private group called Raising Girl Shape Flames. You listen to our podcast, you get on the email list because what I'm going to do is I'm just going to be pumping out loads of information and tips and advice and everything I can that they can then take home and integrate into their own lives and worlds and relationships with their daughters that's how we're going to do it. That's how we're going to empower a million teenage girls and younger. The Facebook group's got girls, parents of daughters as young as like four in it. But that's how I'm going to do it. And it was this epiphany. I don't have yeah. to do it by myself. 
I can do it no. with the parents out there. <laughs> so if there's any parents of any daughters under the age of 18, that's how you can help. Come and join the mission just by following and do it, you know, following and listening to what we have to say and um, get out there and implement it into your own families and, and we'll ship the dial. So they they just need to go to your website, girlshapedflames.com.au and the Facebook group as well? Yeah, that's how it's they just, yeah, it's girlshapedflames.com. Don't worry about the .au. Um, girlshapedflames.com and then we have a Facebook group called Raising Girlshaped Flames. Right. Okay, and I love you go that. either of those, um, yeah, you'll, you'll find me and us. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I love what you guys are doing. It's awesome. Thanks. So, Thank so... Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say? Like, is there anything else you'd like to say to listeners out there? Or, you know, any closing um, comments? Just that I'm so grateful. And it's just, it is women like you, Sonia, who are so determined, relentlessly determined to ensure that the world continues to keep striving for its best self and keep striving for greatness. And I need women like you to be involved with Girl Shape Lanes and to show the girls this is what it means to be a role model and to inspire yeah. others and to and to do great things and to change the world. And it doesn't have to be changing the entire world, getting rid of, you know, hunger and nuclear war. It can be smaller incremental changes mm. um, that really matter. So I guess that's what I'd say. So thank you to you for spearheading oh. this and just being you and supporting me from the beginning. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. My pleasure. Well, I'm always here. Don't be afraid to reach out and help. So, and uh, we're all here to support you as well. So there's going to be a lot more promotion leading up to the gala event on the 4th of September around yourself and Mm -hmm. Girl Shape Flames and the great work that you're doing in terms of being a courageous leader. And I just want to say thank you for making a difference and yeah, making an impact around the globe. So I know what you're doing is amazing. So thank you everyone for listening today and remember to stay kind and stay courageous. Follow our podcast, get involved in the Outstanding Leadership Awards. So go to outstandingleadershipawards.com.au, leadershiphq.com.au, join our Facebook. We've got Facebook, we've got a LinkedIn group, we've got (laughs) Instagram, we've got Twitter. We're all over the place uh, and we're always looking for people to help us as well because we're out there. These awards are not about the awards, they're about a movement around Mm -hmm. that we need to show our future generations and generations of today and tomorrow that leadership is about kindness and courage. Mm -hmm. So thanks again, Tanya. Thank you. All right, and thank you, listeners. And remember to stay kind and stay courageous. Thank you. Thank you.